Welcome to Off the Board Sports. We are three professional sports handicappers. In each podcast episode, we will give three to five free sport picks to our listeners. We will also dive into the hottest sports topics around the globe and offer our opinions. Let's get right into our show before our picks are taken off the board. Good morning out there and welcome to another edition of Off the Board Sports. Recapping week eight of the NFL and boy, we had some exciting games Divisional games. We're going to be digging into the Cowboys Philadelphia controversy there as well, as well as Sunday night as Joe Burrow and the Bengals get another big win. Another great game by Joe Burrow. We're going to be looking at his odds a few weeks ago and get my opinion on where Joe Burrow stands on the NFL MVP race now, as it is tightened up quickly as we have a four or five guys at the top of the board there, as well as getting into some of the other topics in C.J. Stroud. What a performance yesterday. We're going to give our thoughts on the surprising Texans as well as the Monday night game. Big game today in NY as we got the Chargers 3-4 and four and the Jets 4-3. and three. But we're going to be going into the Dallas and Philadelphia game first, one. Yeah, before that, you want to recap Miami and Kansas City out in uh, Frankfurt and give your thoughts on that game, or you just want to jump into the primetime games and this Dallas Cowboys uh, we're gonna be doing... and Philadelphia Eagles game. We're going to go Philadelphia and Dallas. Okay. Yeah, you know, let's get right into this. The story of this game was a competitive game, especially in that first half. Dallas took the lead at half, 17-14, but the Eagles punched back in that third quarter, outscoring them 14-0. But then you talk about uh, the fourth quarter, Dallas, 14 first downs, zero for Philadelphia, 163 yards to only four rush yards for the Eagles. Dallas's defense really came alive, but this is what people misconfuse this uh, game. They wanted Dallas had their opportunities. I mean, you saw a schoolmaker down on the inch half line. He gets the catch. He just can't get it over that uh, the line in the end zone. And then you talk about the play on the two-point conversion when they actually got the touchdown with Zach uh, stepping out of the bounds from the pie line. But the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys will always shoot themselves in the foot. There's no stranger to this. It's not new to the world out there. And yesterday they did it again. I mean, I mean they had every opportunity to win this game. They just couldn't make those plays. Philadelphia was fortunate, had three fumbles. They recovered each and every one of those. But Jalen Hurts was banged up uh, coming into this game, and he certainly looked at yesterday. I mean, he played pretty darn well, 17 out of 23, only 200 yards, two touchdowns, no INTs, and he took care of the ball. But uh, Dallas did a really good job on the running game as well as um, shutting down uh, Hurts in that. He was really limited with his injury. But um, I, I think the Cowboys outplayed him. Like I said, they had every opportunity to win this game. But when the Eagles not ever underestimate this defense, when they need to make plays, you saw Brandon Graham with those two sacks to get him out of field goal range. And you saw at the end on the six-yard line, another huge sack. A lot of people don't want to They want to talk about how great Dak Prescott played. He played phenomenal for the most part, but those final two drives, he costed the Dallas Cowboys this win, in my opinion. Yeah, you brought... you. Broke down the game quite well there, as you mentioned, but I'm going to bring up another talk about the Cowboys, and if they want to be taken serious as a Super Bowl contender and an NFC contender, right, with San Francisco and Philadelphia, you look at their offense. We know they have a star-studded receiver in C.D. Lamb, 824 yards, but they don't have any second or third options for him. You have Michael Gallup, 
You have Braden Cooks, who haven't had any production. Jake Ferguson's their second leading receiver at 328. I mean, Dak can only do so much. He played well yesterday. But you look at the running game. Tony Pollard has had one game over 100 yards. Hasn't had any production there as well. Their defense is stout, third in the NFL. So I think for the Cowboys, you've got to look for other options at the wide receiver. They had a, tr- a chance to add at the deadline. They did not. Uh, and like I said, I just don't see how they can be taken serious with San Francisco, Philadelphia, if they don't have any liable options on the offensive side, second or third after C.D. Lamb. Yeah, you make a good point there, but you know their defense is going to keep them in a lot yeah. of these games. You know what they did in that second half, especially in that fourth quarter, Philadelphia. But yeah, you, they are really lacking a second threat for uh, Dak Prescott. You know, talk about uh, Jake Ferguson at the tight end. They expected bigger things from Braden Cooks, but that hasn't really evolved there with that connection with Dak. As well as Michael Gallup. He yeah, just, if you like, look at sometimes press- he seems just to be lackadaising out there in the field. And it's all in CeeDee Lamb right now. I mean, he's uh, doing what he can. He had a big game yesterday. But uh, obviously they need more production out there to help yeah. uh, Zach. And then the running game, again, it's really lackadaising. Um, you talk about the leading rusher, Tony Pollard, only 474 yards. Yep. Their backup, uh, do-it-all. They don't have another backup. And and I'm saying, like they that- missed a big opportunity yeah. at the uh, at the deadline, like you said, or pick up some... I thought they would. Yeah. yeah, I thought they would myself, but um, again, they did not. I mean, and if you look at Prescott's stats this year, pretty good. 13 yeah, TDs, 70%. He's TDs, QBR 67, yeah. and he had a bounce back year from a year ago. But uh, again, it just lacked other options, and that's what all the five sacks from that Eagles defense. But if you had another second or third option there, I think it would be a, all the difference make, maker for this offense, in my opinion. It certainly would, and that's why I'm not going to take the Cowboys a serious threat in the NFC. Yeah, that's my point. Um, I really, really won't until they can uh, show me otherwise in these big primetime games. Um, I think they have two easy games coming up, but then they have a stretch with four or five really tough games with more uh, superior opponents coming up. You have Detroit, you have Seattle. You have uh, Buffalo coming uh, to uh, Dallas, I believe, as well as... um, Philadelphia again to end the year off in uh, Dallas as well. But that's enough of this game. I think, like I said, we covered it pretty well. They had every opportunity, but Dak Prescott can't make that play to give his team the winning drive and the winning touchdown. I mean, it was there for them in the taking. He didn't do it. Philadelphia defense stood up, and they uh, stopped him, and they uh, played uh, really carried that offense when they their offense wasn't doing anything in that fourth quarter. Certainly wasn't going to the Sunday night game. Buffalo, speaking of under the hot seat here, five and four the Buffalo Bills are now sitting in second in the AFC East. New York Jets have a chance today to tie them and overtake that second spot tonight. But disappointing season for Josh Allen. His stats are great. We know that they're banged up on the defensive side of the ball, missing key players there. Uh, but offensively, they have struggled this year. You saw against the Giants. You saw against the Jets. They got it going against Tampa Bay, but it wasn't like it was a dominating performance in that one. Uh, you Jacksonville beat them, and then, of course, we all know what happened in the Miami game. But looking at Josh Allen and anyone taking Josh Allen or Joe Burrow is quite wrong, in my opinion. Joe Burrow was efficient as a king yesterday. 31 out of 44, 348 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. On the other side, Josh Allen, we saw the big pick that led to points for the Bengals. Actually, I didn't I didn't think it led to points. I think they all the penalties that drive drew him out of field goal range, they eventually punted on that uh, drive. But still, uh, the Bengals were in control from the start. They jumped out early, that 7-0 lead. Buffalo answered. They j- jumped out to 14-7, and they got more of a defensive type of game. But uh, neither team got anything on the running game. Uh, that was lack of days ago from both sides, but... Joe Mixon had the big 
first down on a run to close the game. Buffalo had a chance to get the ball late, uh, didn't execute to make the stop, and the Bengals uh, survived and moved on. Yeah, what I took away from this game, you know, Buffalo, they've been one of the most injured teams in the NFL yeah. through the uh, week eight. Um, they are just decimated at the corner position. You saw yesterday Joe Burrow really exploded them throughout the four quarters. But um, you talked about they had to actually sign Russell Douglas, the old veteran Josh Norman, who didn't really get any playing time yesterday. They had actually signed another nose tackle with Liam Val Joseph. So this yeah. team is just decimated on injuries. I mean, they still got some playmakers <clears throat> with Poyer and Hyde. Yeah, and but Poyer's Von not the Miller same. Von Miller, Von Miller yeah. is uh, off to another slow start this season. You know, he's up there in age. It's a question how learner are you going to get out of Oliver. Him. They got some guys that... Uh, but I thought it was a very favorable matchup, especially how Cincinnati picks apart zone defenses, especially with uh, what Borrow likes to do with his uh, mid-range passing. And yesterday was on display. I mean, he didn't really take a deep shot. He was just giving what was there. And it was uh, every receiver he threw to was wide open. There wasn't a defender within a three to two yards after uh, that ball was caught. And um, it was just pretty much hard to watch if you're a Buffalo fan. But like I said, the injuries have just decimated him this season. But give him credit in this uh, second half. And, you know, Burrow got off to that red-hot start in that first half, yep. putting up three touchdowns, but only three points in the second half. Buffalo did a really good job to keep the, their offense in it. But, again, it goes back to Josh Allen. They had no run game yesterday. You know, sometimes Josh Allen is the running back. You know, had 800 yards a year ago. He likes to get out with his feet. He's a big quarterback. He's mobile. But then his arm, you know, he made, made that costly interception you t- talked about. But neither than that, he was turning it up down in that fourth quarter. And once he's hot, he's hot. He'll hit every receiver in stride. And uh, unfortunate for them, the Bills defense couldn't get the stop and get the Buffalo the ball back in their hands and let Josh Allen possibly get a game-winning drive going. But I thought this game was a little bit more uh, not living up to the hype like it, it was expected to be, yep. especially with all the injuries Buffalo has had. This is not the Buffalo Bills team that people picked them in the offseason to win the Super Bowl. If they can get healthy somehow coming up in the upcoming weeks and near the postseason, if they get to the post-NFL playoffs, um, it's going to be interesting if they can, if they, yeah, they're five and four. Really is, I mean, yeah. they're not in a spot. Yeah, they're right out now. of a playoff spot yeah, right that's now. That's my point. Uh, it's tied in the AFC. There's a lot of teams contending. You look at the AFC North, for example, everyone five and three and above. Do you think Houston uh, can get in there? I mean, I, I don't see it. Jacksonville's going to win the division. Like yeah. I said, I don't think Houston's better than some of those other teams that are battling at the bottom of the six and seven spots. So, <laughs> yeah, through the half point yeah. of the season right now, who are the threats in the AFC in your opinion? Well, I mean, obviously you got to look at the top. You got Kansas City, Baltimore. And Cincinnati, I think those are the three best teams in the AFC. You look at Jacksonville, they're very good, 6-2. and two, But they don't play in a quite as tough as division as the AFC East or the AFC North, like I just mentioned. You look at their schedule quickly here. Uh, they played Indianapolis twice. They took care of them twice. They got Kansas City. It was a competitive game. They weren't able to close it, the deal there. Got Lost that game to Houston. Played Atlanta. Played New Orleans. So they did beat the Steelers. That was a good game on the road, but... Not yeah. a really tough schedule. They'll get tested later on in the in the second half of this uh, schedule for them. But uh, like I said, just not the competitive schedule of the other uh, teams that they're going up against, like a Kansas City, like a Baltimore and Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, the way I see it in the AFC, of course, you're going to go with Kansas City. I'm going to go Baltimore, and then I'm going to go Jacksonville. And they don't get enough credit. I know they haven't had the toughest of teams. They did beat Buffalo earlier in the season, but like I just mentioned a few moments ago, Buffalo is not the same Buffalo team people were picking in the offseason. And I'm going to go Cincinnati, my fourth team, right on the outs. 
I can put them easily over Jacksonville, but I'm going to get Jacksonville a slight edge. I think they have playmakers all over the field on the defense. They have uh, Allen with nine sacks in the NFL. They have this uh, linebacker, O'Carnoa, with a 92 tackle sacking in the league. They have playmakers. Trevor Lawrence has played well. I think they're going to be tested uh, this upcoming week with uh, San Francisco. I think they can beat San Francisco, but we're going I think to be- that's a big game for the Jaguars because they're six and two. That's safe. They win the game, Sam and two. You look at their schedule before they take on the Bengals at home in the big yeah, Monday they can night game. Win the next two games. They got Tennessee and Houston, which obviously the Houston game they want to get back from earlier in the season, and Tennessee still uh, with the rookie quarterback will leave us. So yeah. two winning, winnable games and should be winnable games for them there. But well, Houston's going to be I a think, tough game. On the I want road. to see this week against a really good San Francisco defense and. Uh, Brock Purdy, see what they got, and yeah, yeah. and the bye couldn't come in time for the San Francisco 49ers. They were uh, lost three in a row. Yeah, I, I think it's a perfect timing for San Francisco I with get the bye week. I want to get into the NL uh, to the MVP conversation because two yeah. weeks ago, before Joe Burrow had the two big wins, he was forty to one. He is now plus nine hundred. Yeah, right now, Patty Mahomes is plus two forty. Jalen Hurts three twenty. Lamar Jackson plus five hundred and two has slid down a little bit there at plus six fifty. Allen was the favorite beginning of the year with Mahomes. He's down to 14-1. to But Joe Burrow, the last two games, just looking at his stats, uh, if he can do this, the remaining part of this second half of the season, I think he has an outstanding chance to win the MVP considering how he started in his injury. You look at the last two games, completion percentage above 70% against two really good defenses. I know Buffalo was banged up, but San Francisco, they tore apart 87 completion percentage there. You look at the rating, 134.8, 108.9, QBR, 82.8 and above. So if he can do that performance and not turn the ball over, considering what Jalen Hurts has the turnover problems, and Patty Mahomes has actually had a turnover problems there and has not had the best wide receivers for him this year. I think Joe Burrow, if he would have got that 40-1 to ticket, was value because now, he, look where he's at, 900. Yeah, well, there's a lot of games that we play. Yes, certainly Joe Burrow has looked well the last two weeks, but again, I'm going to re- Emphasize this and emphasize I'm just talking about this. the odds dropping that much for two weeks, um, forty to one to plus nine hundred. They played a 49ers team that was on the rails. They've been all, all, lost three. What do you think about Lamar Jackson? And then you talked about Buffalo last night of defense that's just had to sign backup corners. Yes, Joe Perro has played well. He's back. Well, he's to, performed. He's over back to his Jaylen mobile abilities. His mobile abilities in the pocket. Yeah, and he's uh back to his own self. We know what Joe does. This kid was a number one pick. Won a national championship in college. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's been to the AFC Championship. There's no questions about Joe Burrow and his abilities. I've said it from uh, day one. This guy's a, when he's healthy, he is. Oh, there's nobody that knows more Joe Burrow. It's got him at Ohio State. Top, but. top, top three uh, quarterback in the NFL. And he's certainly looking back to his old self. And, uh, and uh, there's a lot of games. You know, he has Texas this week. That's going to be a really interesting matchup with C.J. Stroud yep. and him, who can pull this game out, especially how Stroud played last week, this week. And then you got the Bengals on Thursday night. I think it's going to really uh, determine yeah, this in the NFC. Um, you know, they're going to be on could a be, short... Could be the two uh, co-favorites for the MVP after uh, well, this week. Well, it will week, look depending. like yeah. it if Lamar Jackson, well, Lamar Jackson had an excellent yeah. game himself. But, yeah, it's good. that's what we're just going to get into. It's going to really look at who can outplay another quarterback in that game. As well, he has the Steelers after, and then he has Jacksonville on the road. So those are three tough games you just mentioned. After the Texans, you know, the Texans are a big dark horse. I mean, that game yeah. could be competitive for a while, especially how their offense has looked. But um, I'm looking at the next three games um, against the Ravens on the road. They got the Steelers at home and then going on a Monday night in Jacksonville. That won't that one won't be easy as well. Um, but, yeah, um, Joe Burrow, the value's there for sure. It was there. You know, he was going to get healthy. 
Uh, he has that connection with Chase. Higgins is finally getting more involved in the offense. Yep. And then yesterday, you know what they did? They threw it to some of the lesser players on uh, talented players on their offense, like a Hudson. Yeah, they got some um, guys involved. I mean, they didn't really go to Chase yesterday. If you really Chase, look at the stats, uh, was, I, mean, was, I know uh, four catches for forty yards. It was T. Higgins, like I just mentioned. Tyler Boyd had three catches. Tanner Hudson, Drew Sample. Yeah, um, it was some of these lesser uh, talented players. Yeah, it certainly was, uh, and that's going to do it for that topic. Juan, you're going to get into our free play before we get into the Monday night preview of the Jets and Chargers. I got a play in this one, but who are you going with your free play first? Well, yeah, it's a light day. It's Monday. You got college basketball, some uh, yep. t- uh, games tipping off, but I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to go with the ice. I'm going to go under 5.5 in the Boston Bruins and Dallas Stars. You know, these two teams have been red hot since the start of the NHL season. Jeremy Swayman in uh, the net for the Bruins, 5-0. and Just tremendous goals against per game. Save percentage at 95. And then Jake Ottinger. You know what Jake Ottinger does for Dallas? Again, 5-1. Yeah, and, yep. and then the goal against per game is 1. So if you're thinking the over in this game, just forget it. Go under 5.5. These goalies stay hot. You know, the defenses of Boston and Dallas is so stellar. They make it so tough to get in their zone at the blue line. Go under 5.5, even money. Yeah, that's a good pick. Let's get into the Monday night game. New York Jets, Los Angeles Chargers. A lot of storylines here. Chargers trying to get to the 500 mark. The Jets are trying to keep their miracle season alive right now. Three consecutive wins after starting one and three. You look at how they got it done against the Eagles. Defense got the late interception. And you look at last week. uh, Zach Wilson did not do anything against that Giants front. Until the final drive, forced overtime, made a great throw, made a great drive overall, and got them into overtime and got the stop and got the field goal there. So uh, this defense is playing well. Uh, They're one of the best defenses in the NFL, especially the front seven, linebacking core as well. Justin Herbert comes into this one, a lot riding on him. Like I said, you go three and five, you're in a big hole. Brandon Staley filling it, Callan Moore on the offensive coordinator. But I'm looking at this one. You look at the Jets and what they have done to some of the top quarterbacks in the league. Just mentioned Jalen Hurts. Just mentioned Patty Mahomes, where they actually should have won that game. They got robbed. And what they did against Buffalo, what they did against uh, last week against the Giants with the backup quarterback, they had negative eight yards. That was uh, (laughs) surprising there. But, uh, Juan, how do you see this game? The Chargers have struggled defensively, mightily in the passing game. Zach Wilson has done what he has needed to do in this game spot where he's filling in for Aaron Rodgers he only has five interceptions three of them came against Dallas he ain't gonna light the the stat up but he's gonna get the job done he just has to manage the game get the running game going Bryce Hall and Cook get it to uh, Wilson get it to Lazar in the passing game and in the play action but like I said the stats ain't gonna wow you even though he played well against Kansas City probably his best game I've seen him in a Jets uniform came up short there when he fumbled on that final drive uh, but you look at, like I said, three, four turnovers in the first two games. He's been only had one since then, and that's what they need him to do. Can't turn the ball over. Yeah, well, I'm going di- to disagree with you about Zach Wilson. I said it when he got drafted from the New York Jets. This guy's not a quarterback. He cannot make throws. He's terrified in the pocket. He, he gets sacked he a got lot. Got the job done. Um, you know, his defense got the job done. I mean, uh, let's be yeah, realistic. But he, against the Giants, he had to go 75 yards to force overtime, and he made throws when he had to make throws. He didn't go 75 yards. They got a field goal. Yeah, but, he got um, him in field goal range. Yeah, so they only went about maybe a 60, 63 yards. Oh, from the 25-yard uh, line. But um, You look at the Eagles. They should have lost that game if it wasn't for Jalen Hurts throwing the pick to set up that touchdown. 
I'll, I'll give them the win against Denver, but they did play good against uh, Kansas City. I'll give you what you said about that game with Zach Wilson. But last week they should have really lost that game. It just the defense is just keeping uh, Zach Wilson alive right now and at bay. But I think today when you face an elite quarterback as as Justin uh. Herbert, he doesn't get enough credit as well with Justin Herbert. You know his stats are impressive since he's been into the league. 110 touchdowns, only 39 interceptions. That is tremendous at, at the ratio. And again, his QBR rating 70.5 this year, fourth in the league, taking care of the ball. You know, he's been hurt on his index finger. Um, I think the quarterback matchup is just a disparity of a big-time disadvantage for New York. New York's defense is going to have to keep uh, Austin Eckler, you know what they like to do with him, out of the backfield with uh, Justin Herbert and his, uh, his screen ability as well as uh, Keenan Allen, and as well as Palmer, the big tight end. I think Ale wins this game. I think the defense can only carry you so far, and New York's defense has done that ever since they lost Aaron Rodgers. I think it's just going to be too much of a task again to ask that defense to perform. I think they will perform, but I think Ale puts up enough offensive plays. Zach Wilson will not. Give me Ale in this game. Yeah, I totally disagree. I like the as my first free play of the day, the Jets plus three and a half. I mentioned what they've done against some of the top quarterbacks in the league this far. Robert Sirlaw deserves a lot of credit there. He was the mastermind in San Francisco before D'Amico Ryans took over there. Yeah. Uh, but Zach Wilson, like I said, I don't know why everyone thinks this guy needs to throw 300 yards. Just go out there, make the plays, take the check downs, go to Bryce Hall, and you'll be fine. The defense will carry you. you got weapons on that side of the ball. And like I mentioned, the Chargers are... 30 in the NFL in defense. They are allowing 300 yards in the passing game. So I like the Jets' defense create turnovers like they have all year. I like Zach Wilson to play efficient tonight. I think Bryce Hall has a big game on the ground, 100 yards. I like the Jets plus 3.5. I wouldn't be surprised. I like them outright, but I'm going to take the 3.5. Yeah, my last topic here is the biggest surprises from Week 9. I'm going to get right into mine. It's going to be the Minnesota Vikings yesterday pulling that comeback win over the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. You know, the storyline couldn't have been written better for Joshua Dobbs. Uh, 20 out of 30 after coming in for the injured guy, Jared Hall. 160 yards, two touchdowns, including that game-winning touchdown, his first ever career uh, game-winning drive as a quarterback. And you talked about Minnesota. Um, they won four in a row. They're 5-4. and four. They're just uh, edging these games out week in and week out. And Kevin O'Connor, what he's doing on that team is, uh, you saw what they did a year ago, one of the best in the NFC. Right now in a playoff spot, seventh spot in the NFC. They are getting in that last spot right now as well. As my other biggest takeaway is, of course, it's going to go out to Houston. C.J. Stroop, 450 yards, four touchdowns, no INTs, including his first career game-winning drive. Congrats to him. He's just playing ball. He's just balling right now for this Houston Texans uh, yeah, and offense. Had, and yeah, also need to be worth mentioning is that young wide receiver Tank Dell. And Noah Brown too. I, yeah, he Noah got involved yesterday. Noah Brown is getting involved, but Tank Dell and this C.J. Stroud can have a one-two combination for years to come. This guy, twenty-eight receptions, four hundred fifty-four yards, four TDs. A smaller wide receiver. I compared him to Odell Beckham out of uh, college at the University of Houston. He's got great speed. He can beat you down the field. He can beat you in the slot. And he, what a drive they put together at the end of the game, hooking up multiple times and eventually for the game-winning touchdown. But I told you guys, look out for Tank Dell, and he has certainly have that connection with C.J. Stroud right now down there in Houston. Like you said, what a game. 470 yards, no turnovers. This guy is the real deal from the Ohio State University. Like we both said, this guy's going to have a tremendous NFL future. We both had him over Bryce Young in our opinion. Everyone's going to blame the system. Bryce Young is in Carolina, but 
C.J. Stroud is deservedly the best uh, rookie quarterback in uh, this year's draft, and he's certainly playing like it. Yeah, I'm just really shocked that the odds are not giving uh, C.J. Stroud any love uh, for, the, uh, uh, for um, the MVP right now. If you look where he ranks uh, amongst quarterbacks and his stats, yeah. I mean, uh, where is C.J. Stroud in the M- MVP rank, uh, odds uh, right I now? I believe I saw it 130 to one. Oh, why would he be at 130 to one right now? Uh, well, let me take let me take a double look at it real quick. Well, even if it, it's just to say 50 to one for that matter. Um, he's been the best quarterback through these week uh, uh, eights, in my opinion. I mean, look at his stats: twenty three hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns, one int. What can you ask better uh, from? I'm CJ? Looking at the board right now, I don't see him on the board. Oh, wow. no, wait, it is one hundred and thirty to one. Right, I see it right here: one thirty to one. Wow, that is, that is mind boggling to me. I know they're surely thinking he's going to fall off or something because, um, like I said, I just mentioned his numbers: twenty three hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns, one int as a rookie quarterback. And he's getting no love, no love from the books. Yeah, here. you would think. Wow, it, I'm surprised. You would think it would be somewhere like eighty or ninety to one. That's uh, that's high. Well, just keep proving people wrong, CJ. And yeah. if you've played this the last eight weeks of the season, you certainly will yeah. have your uh, chance to get uh, MVP odds and some votes if you continue to play like this. Certainly, you prove uh, people through week uh, nine weeks in the NFL, eight weeks because you had the bye week. But um, you have eight more games, and let's see what happens. Certainly a big one going into Cincinnati this week. We'll see if he can replicate his performance. Well, let's just say for quickly, what if he does outplay Joe Burrow or puts up just similar numbers and he beats the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, certainly the odds are going to go down for him. Yeah, but, what uh, would you think, 50, 40 to 1? Yeah, depending on what he does. I mean, I don't see him doing that. Luana Anaremo is one of the best defensive coordinators. I see him putting up a big game. But, yes, yeah, so that's going to be Joe yeah. wrapping that no, for us today. Don't see that happening. Uh, you got our free picks. You got New York plus three and a half. The under in the Boston Bruins, Dallas Stars. Tomorrow, you're going to be getting our college basketball futures as the preseason tournaments are going to be uh, uh, tipping off early next week. We're going to be giving you, Thank you, you out for listening those as well. To off the Board tomorrow. Sports. For any inquiries regarding our paid services, please email us at offtheboardsports at gmail.com. We invite you to follow us on Twitter at OtheBoardSports and Instagram at OffTheBoardSports. Thank you and best of luck.